one of the beautiful things about the metamorphosis method training for me was what it did for my confidence. I was so uncertain and so afraid that I would make a mistake that I thought I had to be perfect. That to me was one of the most beautiful gifts that I received through the training. I got that proverbial call that no parent wants to get. And my youngest son had left this life. My mom passed away very unexpectedly. Then I started studying the afterlife because there were a lot of things left unsaid between us. I do not believe that we can have any effect on changing anything we believe in unless we are doing our our own healing work. If you want to effectuate any kind of change on this planet, everything starts with yourself. It has to. Welcome to Reclaiming Consciousness. My name is Elise Bassine, spiritual mentor, breathwork practitioner, and owner and CEO of Elise Breathes. For many years, our consciousness has been hijacked by societal and cultural programming, religion, the media, and familial and ancestral trauma. Right now, during this epic time in history, people are waking up, realizing who they really are, and reclaiming the pieces of their consciousness that they unknowingly gave away. This podcast is an exploration of how so many spectacular humans are leading the way in exiting the matrix and reclaiming who they really are and what they're capable of. In this show, you'll meet exceptional people who are paving the way in raising consciousness and creating a new way of living on this earth. Get ready to go deep. Now let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. So this week, I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode. This episode (laughs) was so powerful for me to record. I am interviewing my client, Lori Latimer, about her experience in the metamorphosis method, which most of you know is my trauma-informed breathwork certification program. We both get very emotional in this episode for many reasons. Um, Lori shares her story so vulnerably. We just go really deep into talking about the transformation that she created and experienced during the program and also how it dramatically impacted her work and her confidence level and just her abilities in working with clients. And then we also just talk about her story and just how powerful it was. And you'll probably cry too. It's You're going to love this episode so much. And I love the way that she describes her experience because I think it'll really give you a deep insight into what it's like to be in this program if it's something that you're desiring or thinking about or considering. I know you're going to love it. And then if you would like to apply or chat with me about possibly joining the metamorphosis method and becoming certified in trauma-informed breathwork, along with uh, learning how to channel energy work and the various other trauma tools that I've created and also mastering my trauma framework, reach out to me or you can go to the link that is below and apply to join the program. And you can find more about it on the site. But what I will say is that it's incredible. I mean, I really don't know of anything else out there that is this well-rounded and that really looks at things from 
the angles that I do. So if you are looking to learn a framework to get results for your clients, if you're looking to start a business as a coach or a healer, this is probably the best thing you can learn because it is a way to help people shift very quickly and efficiently. And in the process, you shift yourself, right? And you step into greater levels of ease around making money, around calling in clients, around feeling the confidence and clarity to start a business or to grow your business. And just what everyone talks about is just how their abilities have just skyrocketed since joining the program, just their confidence and their abilities, their intuition, their abilities to heal people, to be able to clear the ancestral trauma and to really understand themselves and their clients on a much deeper level. Everyone says that, you know, they never look at healing the same after they go through this. So like I said, if it is something that you feel is calling to you, or if you feel like there's more that you want to be able to do for yourself and your clients beyond mindset, um, if you want to be able to clear things at the core, at the deepest level, then this is the program for you. So reach out to me so we can chat about it. Um, Admission is rolling. So I'm always accepting applications. So just reach out so we can chat about it. Other announcements. I have two spaces left for Clear Channel, which is my close proximity private mentorship container where I teach you how to channel. And I'm super excited about this because, you know, this is something I could feel coming through me for a really long time, but I just didn't know what it was going to look like. And then I was having a massage a couple of weeks ago and I just realized that I really was desiring to do this as a private mentorship container because I want it to work very closely with a few people that I feel really soul aligned with to teach them how to become very clear channels. And then eventually I'm going to teach this as a group program. But I realized that I wanted to take some people through it first. So it's going to be very individualized to you and creating very specific entry points for you to tune into your highest level of truth. And the way I like to describe what it means to channel is it's really about tuning in to the highest frequency of truth to your highest frequency of truth and creating a direct line, a direct connection, a direct stream to that information so that it can just pour through you. And then you can utilize the information you receive in all aspects of your life, whether it be business, relationships, money, and just the way you relate to yourself. It starts to become so much more fulfilling and satisfying just to be in your own energy and just to be in relationship with yourself. So that's a three-month container. It includes a private Voxer, two private calls with me a month, plus an extensive digital toolkit that you'll receive with many, many tools, breathwork sessions, meditations, journaling, and other tools I've created to help you create a really clear and very intentional connection with the energies and frequencies that you channel. This is a big deal. Like It's going to be a huge up-level to your life. It's going to be a huge transformation. And I'm really excited. I've had so many people reach out to me about this. So if you are considering it, please reach out because I can feel like one spot has been taken and I can feel people circling the other two. So definitely reach out to me if you want to hear more about it because it's totally next level. 
So we have that going on. And then um, there's some other stuff coming down the pike, but I'm going to leave it there and um, let you dive into the episode. I know you're going to love it. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. So I am so excited for today's conversation and for you to meet Lori Latimer, who was one of my clients in the Metamorphosis Method, but also just like an incredible, incredible woman. And I'm so excited for you to meet her today. So welcome to the podcast, Lori. Thank you so much. It's an honor. I'm excited to do this. And you've been such an instrumental part of my healing journey that, yeah, I'm really excited. So thank you. Thank you. I am too. So let's just dive right in. Can you just tell us a little bit, just a little bit about you and what you do and then what drew you to do the metamorphosis method? Sure. So I had been a paralegal in family law for decades, over 30 years. And in 2008, I went through a divorce. Wasn't my first divorce. And so I started on this personal development journey because I realized I was the common denominator in all of my relationships. And so what was it about me? And then that led to, I somehow came across energy work and things that were way out of the realm of the legal field and way out of my comfort zone. But I just kept following what I was curious about and what I was interested in. And so I became a Reiki master and you know, lots of certifications. And then in 2014, my mom passed away very unexpectedly. And then I started studying the afterlife because there were a lot of things left unsaid between us. And I felt like things were incomplete. And having been raised Catholic, this was way out of my comfort zone. Even though I hadn't attended Catholic church in years, you know, that's that's instilled in you. And so I started studying the afterlife and I had some experiences and some readings that I don't want to say created a belief. It was like a knowing because I had people tell me things, messages from my mom in spirit that they could not have known anything about. There was nothing online, nothing on Facebook, none of it. And I kept listening to my intuition and growing into my intuition and changed so many things in my life and really loved my life from 2008 until the end of 2018. I traveled to Europe, which I'd always wanted to do, really took a lot of risks that I never would have seen myself taking. And then in January of 2019, I got that proverbial call that no parent wants to get. And my youngest son had left this life and it was completely unexpected. He was very healthy. He was in a good place in life. He died from fentanyl poisoning and he didn't intentionally or knowingly take fentanyl, but it was laced in something he took, which I don't condone, but he was 29 and liked to have fun. And to say that that changes your life doesn't even begin to scratch the surface. And when a big experience, a big trauma like that happens, it brings up so much in life that you have suppressed and repressed. And there's so much healing. And I had started a business helping women before that. And after Greg passed away, it shifted to helping mothers, grieving mothers, and then also women who are healing from trauma and loss. And I was looking for different modalities that could really help clear out some of that old wounding and that old trauma. And how I ever connected with you, I do not even remember. But 
I know I've taken several teachings with you and deepened into my own healing through them and then came across the metamorphosis method. And that totally transformed my life and my business in being able to help myself and my clients. Wow. Thank you. And thank you for sharing all of that and your journey. I get emotional every time I hear you talk about it just because it's like just such a powerful story. And I can see the way that it changed you. And obviously, we've had a lot of conversations about this. You said that a lot of stuff came up for you, obviously, when that happened and traumas that you didn't know were there and all of that. So can you talk a little bit more about that? And then like how the tools from the metamorphosis method helped you with that? What I love about the metamorphosis method, I've taken other energy healing courses and things like that, but it's so targeted in different areas that you wouldn't naturally think about, especially going back to childhood. Now, I had done a lot of studying about ancestral trauma and generational trauma through our DNA, all of that, and past life trauma, but this seemed to synthesize everything in a way that It's like it pulled everything together in one cohesive container that helped me really look deeply into places that I didn't necessarily want to look, but I needed to look to be able to continue my healing because I believe that we all have a a mission, a contract, our souls create a contract or a plan before we incarnate in each life. And I believe that part of my mission is to help other women in the way that I'm doing now. And so I have to do my own work before I can help anyone else. If I'm still carrying so much wounding, and and I don't believe that we ever completely heal. I think it's just, it's a matter of degree and the layers that we're able to heal and release. But if we're weighed down by too much of our own trauma, we cannot, I don't believe we can effectively help anyone else release their own trauma because it kind of gets like all meshed up together and you have to be able to separate yourself. So it's interesting what you said about you get emotional when you hear from me. It's when I tell my story, I kind of have to separate my mom self from my speaking self because if I stay in my mom self, I get emotional. And it's the same way with working with clients. And I know this is true for you too, that you have to be able to hold an observer space and be able to hold that container for someone without you falling into your own stuff. Because if you fall into your own stuff, you can't help your client. Absolutely. I love that you brought this up. And I think this is such an important piece of this because Yes, of course, you know, people are coming into the certification to learn these tools so they can use them with other people, but you have to use them with yourself first. I just did a post about this recently and somebody actually commented like disagreeing with me, which is funny, but I did a post about this because I, and what I said is part of being trauma informed is being able to have the emotional and spiritual maturity and having done the work to be able to separate your own stuff from what's coming up with clients. And a lot of people, not only do they not have that skillfulness, but they don't even know that they're doing it, right? So you might get triggered by something and not even realize that you're triggered. You just think that you're reacting or responding, but really you're in a trigger. And that 
is so important. So I love that you brought that up. For me, one of the realizations I had was that we can often mistake our empathy or our compassion for someone else. We think it's empathy or compassion when it's really our own stuff that we are reacting to. So again, what you're saying, and something else that came up as you were talking is that one of the beautiful things about the metamorphosis method training for me was what it did for my confidence in leading clients through all of the different modalities that I do. I was so uncertain and and so afraid that I would make a mistake that I thought I had to be perfect. And so I would have everything scripted out, all the questions, all the points, you know, almost completely scripted out. I would have really heavy bullet points. And during the training, when we had to do partner work, I let that go. I used bullet points the first couple times and then I let it go. And I just, I would close my eyes and be completely present with the partner I was working with. And I got some of the most amazing feedback that really helped boost my confidence in my abilities and in what I'm able to do to help someone else. And that to me was one of the most beautiful gifts that I received through the training. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's one of the most important things of value that everyone gained from the exchanges. And that's why I think it's so important to do that. You know, it's funny when I did my first breathworker training, they just threw us into doing exchanges like the first weekend. And I remember being like, what do I do? Like, I don't even know. But it was kind of to get you to realize that you actually already know what to do. You actually already know what exactly what's happening with this person. You know how to hold the space. You know how to be present. And that's the thing I always say, right? Especially with the breath work is that your presence is enough. And then you get to, from that space, tune into the messages that you're receiving and all of that. And then I remember another thing that we focused on too is another thing that people come up against when you're working with clients is, you know, you might see something, but it's like you don't want to upset them or offend them or make them feel uncomfortable. And I feel like that was a big thing that, you know, we ended up focusing on in the training that I didn't necessarily realize we were going to, but I feel like that was something that shifted too. And I'm I'm curious your thoughts on that. Yeah, absolutely. And something else that just came up is I also learned to be comfortable in the silence and the stillness, not thinking that I needed to always be talking and guiding, but understanding the nuance between what a client needs when they do need to be guided and they do need the verbal guidance versus when they need the stillness. And just a few words here and there can have such a profound effect on somebody. And so it was such an evolution, both personally and professionally, to see the growth. It's not only a modality for for my own business, but also for myself with my own personal growth. And as I was sharing before we started recording, one of the beautiful gifts of this is being able to help yourself when other challenging life experiences and traumas come up, because I've just gone through another major life trauma over the past two and a half months, but having these tools and being able to guide myself through what I was processing helped me stay embodied and not just 
checking out. It helped me help someone else in my life that this was about because it wasn't specifically about me, but it was very close to me. And being able to navigate that and continue doing my work. You know, I have a podcast. I've been able to continue doing my podcast, living my life instead of it shutting me down like it might have in the past. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's really true. And I think people don't even realize sometimes the way that we kind of shut down or we check out, like you were saying, because we're just so overwhelmed with reacting to what we think is the things that are happening in the present moment, but it's actually reacting to the past. And then once you see the ways that you're actually reacting to the past versus reacting to what's in the present moment, then you have that full agency over it, like you were saying, and you can shift it really easily. So I'd love to hear too, you mentioned in the beginning, which I loved that some of the things that you know I taught in the certification were things that you never would have thought of, right? Or ways of looking at it that you never would have thought of. Can you go a little bit deeper into that? Oh my gosh. I mean, there are so many, but it's the different areas of life that you wouldn't necessarily, or different experiences you've had in your life that you wouldn't necessarily consider to be trauma-related. I will also say there was something else that I remember specifically talking to you about, and it had to do with something with my father when I was growing up and related to money. And I had had this awareness of how impactful this experience had been, but I was never able to heal it. I don't even know the right words to describe it, but you helped me put it in a different context and changed my mindset around it and see how I could change and heal the lineage piece of that through the work that I'm doing. I had had this awareness and it it had to do with my dad losing everything that he had built um, due to a health issue. And so I've always been afraid to build my own business thinking I'm safer working for somebody else because if I build my own, I could lose it. I know that's just crazy, faulty thinking, but you know, when you're a preteen and your family loses everything, it has a profound effect on you. And so being able to look at well, how did my dad grow up? Because my dad grew up in the depression and then look at my grandparents and see how there's so much healing to be done in just this one little piece in our lineage. That whole saying about, you know, we're the ones that our ancestors have been waiting for is so true for people like you and me and the people who are listening to your podcast and my podcast, because if they weren't the ones that were here to do the work, to be the way showers, to be the light workers, to be the healers, to change and heal this generational trauma, they wouldn't be attracted to us and to our work. And so having these tools, and again, the confidence that I have to, I can feel a shift in my podcast episodes and in my work with my clients as a result of the metamorphosis method training. That's a mouthful. Um, (laughs) Because of the own things I've healed within myself, but the mindset shifts too that have come with it that I hadn't, that was part of what I hadn't been able to like connect in the past. And like I say, it had been like 10 or 12 years since I'd had this realization, but it's like, okay, so now what? Well, now I have the so what healed. 
Yeah. And I love that you brought that up because here's the thing. And I think this is a place that a lot of people get to, and then they don't know kind of where to go from here is like, you have the awareness, right? And then you're like, okay, well, I don't know what to do with it other than just be like, okay, well, I shouldn't feel this way. So then it's like, well, every time that comes up, then you're like, oh, well, that's not true. I shouldn't feel this way. But the feeling is still there, right? The energy, the energetic signature is still present within you. So even though your mind is saying this isn't true or I don't, I shouldn't be thinking this way. It's almost like then you're fighting against yourself. So to be able to look at it differently and understand that as you allow yourself to evolve past it, that's actually how you heal it and transmute it. It almost changes the energy so that you're embracing it instead of fighting against it, which I think is something that a lot of people do when you're just looking at like, okay, well, I know what the thought is. So now I'm just going to try to stop thinking it. But it's like the energy is still there, you know, and you have to shift the energy. So I think that's such an important piece of this. And I'm so glad that you brought that up. If you don't shift the energy of it, you're still carrying it. So it's going to continue to come up and come up and come up. But when you can release it, then you've released a layer of the trauma and you've done a layer of the healing that the next time you have that thought isn't going to affect you in the same way because you will continue to have the thoughts. It's just what is your reaction or response to them going to be? Exactly. And that's like that moment to moment process where it's like, okay, I notice that this is happening but I'm gradually going to shift it. So, and then the other piece that I'd love to talk about is the energy work component. And I know that this is something that is a little more like elusive for people where they're like, well, what does that mean? And how do I do energy work and all of that? And I'm curious how you, what your experience was with that component of the training. So it's funny that you asked that question because I was just thinking about something like that as you were talking a minute ago, or something related to that. One of the things I love about your method is that the energy work and the breath work is so gentle and yet so transformative. I was certified in another form of breath work a few years ago, probably three years ago, because it was during the pandemic. And it was very physical and very jarring. And I believe there are times where that can be beneficial. However, I do a lot of work with masculine and feminine energies, and that is more masculine energy. When we have experienced really deep and profound trauma and loss can create more trauma in our bodies. And so having the metamorphosis method training where it is much more gentle to our system. It still moves the energy in a really transformative way, but without being so jarring, which again, like I say, can throw someone into another trauma state that you don't want to do. And it is really hard to describe until you do it. It's hard to put into words, into the human language. And, you know, five years ago, I wouldn't have been able to understand it or do it. And It's something you have to, I think you have to experience because we can hear logically the words and the steps, but there are so many things in healing work that have to be experienced. Absolutely. It's like, okay, I understand it from a mental level, the mental concepts, but my body doesn't really understand it. 
until I experience it. Yeah. And I totally agree with you about, you know, it being these other breathwork modalities being jarring. And I've experienced that too. And I don't like it at all. And it's not even, it it just feels really hard on my body. And I truly believe that the body has the ability to shift things if we just give it the chance. We don't have to like beat it out of us, which I feel like some of those breathwork modalities do. I feel like if you create this sacred space of intention where you're focusing on your breathing, you're dropping into the natural rhythm of your body, the body knows what to do. You know, it's just about giving the space for it and putting all of the the factors in place so that the best circumstances arise for it to do that. And I feel like that is so much of how I've built this is just about the allowance of it instead of like the pushing and the making things happen. Because I've seen that with so many people where it actually can create more anxiety or more, you know, discomfort. And again, like you said, there are times where it's helpful to breathe more quickly, you know, like we talk about if you have a client who's kind of going out or they have a lot of anesthesia type stuff where they kind of keep going out. It's like, okay, move, breathe faster, but not to the point where you're kind of making your body go into this reactionary state or making your adrenals react because then you're not going to release trauma. Right. It's about, for me, it's about force versus surrender. Yeah. And you can still breathe quickly and be in a place of surrender. Because when you're in a place of surrender, then you can allow the emotions that are ready to be healed and acknowledged. They have to be acknowledged before they can be healed and Mm -hmm. then released. But if you're forcing it, for me, again, that didn't work. Yeah. And I don't think it works for a lot of people. And I don't think you have to force it in order for it to happen. And I I do think that's more of a masculine energy. It reminds me too of like taking like a ice bath. (laughs) And not that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm just saying it's that kind of energy where it's like very, very jarring. So yes, I totally agree with you on that. And then also... I'd love to talk a little more too, just about... Because so much of what we learn, right, is how to make the connections between things that happen in childhood and what we're experiencing now, right? Whether it's our birth story, our experience with our mother, our experience with our father, our siblings. Was there anything else for you in your process or even what you were able to then take into your work with clients that really kind of you know, blew your mind or was like, holy crap, I never thought of that or I never made that connection before. Yes. And I remember talking to you about this too. The birth story or the the energies that we absorb from our mothers when we are when our mothers are pregnant with us. And my mom carried a lot of guilt and shame. And I didn't realize how I had absorbed that and taken that on as my own. And being able to become aware of that in a new way or make that connection again and then heal it and release it was, again, transformational for me in a way that, again, I had had some awareness of these things, 
but had never been able to connect the dots. And that's part of what I love about the metamorphosis method is being able to take just one little thing like that and connect the dots in a way that from a conscious level, I hadn't been able to do. Again, I mean, it's the same thing. It's like, okay, mentally, we are aware of something, but then what do you do with it? Yeah, You have to do something with it. Otherwise, it just, you just keep ruminating on it. And that doesn't solve anything or or heal anything. And so being able to look at these different aspects of your life from your childhood, and I've done this with my clients and had some of the most amazing breakthroughs and aha moments where people look at something that happened when they were a child that they didn't think was any big deal. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, now I understand why I feel this guilt or feel this shame using my own example in a new way and understanding that I absorbed that through my DNA. It wasn't mine though. And so being able to work through that and then release it through the breath work and then journaling about it. And it's just such a complete modality that brings together so many things that you would not think would fit together to have such a profound effect. Yeah, thank you. I love that. And thanks for sharing that. And I think the guilt and shame piece is huge, which is why, you know, I have a whole module on that within the tools because first of all, that's so programmed into us, right? From not even just our parents, but just society, right? If you look around anywhere, it's like, you should be ashamed of this. So like buy this so you don't feel ashamed anymore, you know? So it's like very much, it's just without even realizing it, we have that conditioned into us. But then I think the other important piece is to like, understand how that shows up for us too. And then like you described about, you know, changing the way you're showing up with clients, changing your confidence, changing the way you're showing up on your podcast. All of that is a result of releasing shame. Because the shame is what keeps us from not operating in the truth of who we are or from not shining in the way that we're meant to shine or not just allowing ourselves to fully be who we are is because of that shame. So you releasing that, it's like then the natural byproducts get to be just the way that you show up in life is much more vibrant, much more on purpose, much more, you know, just shining in general. And which obviously leads to expanding your business, bringing in more people, more money, all of those things. So like, it's all related, but it's really just getting to that, that core issue. Well, and also it brings you to a new level of authenticity and taking away some of the fear of being authentic. We're afraid to be our authentic selves because we're afraid that we'll be rejected, we'll be told we're wrong or stupid or, you know, cast out from society. And my gosh, that's so prevalent today with if you don't toe the party line, whatever the party line is, um, yeah. if, you, if you don't believe what you're being told to believe through the media and you know, we won't even go down that rabbit hole, um, right. then you are an outcast. And so to release some of the fear of, you know, and the shame and the guilt can bring you to that new level of, of authenticity where it's like, you know what, if you don't like what I have to say, then I'm not the right person for you. And I'm okay with that. I didn't used to be okay with that. And that's a huge shift for me. And I will also share something that came up while you were speaking. I created a course to help other, 
I call it Create and Launch Your Soul-Inspired Podcast for women who are ready to do exactly that. And I use breath work in that because there's so much release that we need to do to be able to express ourselves, our true, authentic selves from our soul. And so even using it in, a, in work like that, where these women aren't necessarily coming to me for healing, even though there's a lot of healing, yeah. in that, right? <laughs> right? They think they want to launch a podcast, which is great because we need more podcasts like yours and mine. But what they receive is so much more than just that because of the healing work that comes with it. And breath work is such an important component of that because you have to work through so many of these layers to be able to open up your throat chakra, open up your heart chakra, all of it to be able to express yourself in an authentic way that people will resonate with. So it has so many different applications in so many different aspects of life that I'm so grateful. It is one of the most profound things that I've done. Well, thank you. I remember when this thing kind of happened for you where you started helping women launch podcasts, which was kind of by accident, right? Where someone just reached out to you and said, can you help me? And that, and I love when these types of things happen, right? Because it's like so divinely guided. And then you ended up working with women to help them, but then it ended up being about healing. So can you just tell that story for a little bit? Because I feel like that was one of those like miraculous unfoldings that happen as you start to do this work. Absolutely. First of all, I never saw myself having a podcast. That was not in my realm. I am a behind the scenes type person. And I guess it was toward the end of 2019. So within the first year of Greg's passing, I started hearing, and that's something that's really important in all of this is learning to listen to your intuition and then follow it. And I started hearing, I'm, I have a very strong connection with Greg and Spirit. And I kept hearing, mom, you need to start a podcast. And I'm like, I always thought I would write a book. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And then I thought, okay, well, it'll probably be like fall of 2020 before I launch it. Well, we're recording this on a Tuesday. This coming Friday will be three years since I launched my podcast. I launched it in June and I didn't know the first thing about how to do a podcast. I didn't know, you know, tech and I have a love-hate relationship. I just kept researching and finding what I needed. And then about two years, in, not even two years into it, I had someone reach out to me and say, will you teach me how to start a podcast? And I said, sure. And then I had another person reach out to me because I was not advertising that I was doing this, but yeah. then someone else reached out to me and asked me. And I have taken a few women through it and being able to create something, you know, you always hear in business, don't create something ahead of time, you know, create it as you go along. And that's yeah. what I was forced to do. And so mm -hmm. I was always one step ahead. But what I did was I still had all the notes for, again, I listened to my intuition. I still had all my notes that I had into my journal that I had intuitively kept as I was creating my podcast. So I had the questions I was asking myself. It wasn't, yes, I teach how to, you know, do the tech part and that kind of thing. But I mean, I go deep. Like I say, it's about creating a soul-inspired podcast. And yeah. you have to really dig deep within yourself and do a lot of this healing work and connect with so many parts of yourself on a soul level that you might not have thought of in the past or, 
or consciously thought of. And to see women reclaim that within themselves. And then, like I say, do the healing work to be able to express themselves in a way they never envisioned, which is exactly what I did, even though I didn't realize I was doing it at the time, right? Um, And so a lot of my healing has come after I launched my podcast, but I now see how my podcast has evolved and grown because of me doing my own healing work. So the other thing that I think, because you're humble, so you probably didn't want to say this, but your podcast became pretty big. (laughs) So, So it was like this divine unfolding of listening to your intuition, right? Which was telling you, and also, you know, your son telling you, you had to start the podcast and you did. And then it really took off, right? Yeah. And I'll also say, when I started my podcast, I was 60 years old. Mm -hmm. So to do something so far out of my comfort zone at that age and in such a public way, it's not like I was, I don't even know an analogy, but it's not like I was just sitting here like drawing a picture for myself or whatever um, that was never going to be put out in the public. And I was terrified the first few episodes because I didn't know what I was doing. And I'm sure if I went back and listened to those, I would be, I would cringe. Um, (laughs) But that's okay because it shows people that you can start from anywhere. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to know everything. You don't, I mean, I use still a $20 microphone, which is what I started with. And I've bought other, you know, hundred and something dollar microphones, but the $20 microphone has great quality. It's easy. It's portable. And so it's simple things like that. I tried to make the tech as simple as possible so that I could focus more on the soul piece of it and the healing piece of it. And because of that, and because there is so much authenticity and so much vulnerability, that's another big piece of it. I never used to know what vulnerability was. And I've gotten a crash course in that since 2014 when my mom passed away. And being able to be authentic and vulnerable goes back to energy and people feel that. So I am approached, I get emails regularly from people wanting to be on my podcast. And I probably have 10 or 15 people right now lined up to interview because they want to be on this podcast. I don't have to go looking for people, which is amazing. And it is very humbling and very rewarding. And there's so much healing that needs to be done in this world. And if something like a little podcast like mine can help heal, you know, that's, that's the thing. Every episode I record, I think if I can just help one person and I get emails from people from around the world That's another thing that blew my mind. I'm like, oh crap, people are actually listening and people are actually listening from countries I've never even heard of and from Australia and New Zealand and South America and South Africa and Asia and India. I mean, there are countries I've literally never heard of and people are listening and it's like, wow. And another thing that came out of listening to my intuition, the name of my podcast is called Grief with Grace. I started a journal within days of Greg leaving this life. I didn't know why. I just knew that somehow I needed to document this journey. And when I went to name the podcast, I started looking back through that journal. And I came across these words that like phrases, combinations of words that I had written down within three weeks of his leaving. And grief and grace were in there. And three months after the podcast launched, all of a sudden, I thought, oh my God this was him 
because the word grief starts with GR and grace starts with GR and Greg starts with GR. Now I could not have made that up on my own. So I believe that Greg and I, and it's hard to say, but I believe that he and I had a contract, a sole co- agreement. I didn't know in the first couple of years whether my soul wanted to have a child leave this life before I did. And he agreed to be that child or whether he wanted to have a short life in this life for whatever reason. And I agreed to be the mom. I was okay either way. I then through some astrology things learned that it was my soul that wanted to grow through the experience of having a child leave before I did. And his soul agreed to be that child. So for me to not do this work would mean he gave his life in vain. I can't do that. I can't do that. And so there's nothing I can do in this life to be his mom anymore in the physical form. My job now as his mom is to live my life in a way that honors his life and legacy and lives the experience and the lessons and the learnings and the growth that my soul chose. And if I can see this through, if I can do whatever my soul wanted to do through this experience, then I will feel fulfilled when I take my last breath. And I also know that when I take my last breath and I cross over and I see him, I want him to look at me and say, wow, mom, look at you. Look what you did after I left. Look what you did to help other people. And that's why I do what I do. And we all have that within us. We all do. And I pray that nobody else has to go through the kind of trauma that I did to get to this place. But we all have experiences that we can share with other people that can help other people heal through our sharing our experiences in what, whether it's a podcast, a book, whatever it is, but we have to do our own healing work first to be able to hold the space and provide the tools and the energy for other people to do their healing. Absolutely. I love that you shared that. And I know we've like talked about this before, but for you to be able to come to the place where you have that perspective is profound, right? Because I, and I know you work with women who, you know, mothers who lost children and all of that. And it is, I can't even imagine, honestly, so hard to be able to get to that place, you know? So for you to be able to get to that place and have that perspective and knowing, even though, you know, it doesn't make it easier, less emotional, but it gives you this like awareness and understanding so that you're able to move forward and you're able to move forward with this level of purpose and this level of awareness. And, um, you know, it's almost like motivation and like reason to, to move forward. It makes everything just make so much sense, you know? And I think that is a huge, a huge piece of it. Absolutely. And someone who has experienced profound trauma and loss does not need to heal so they can then do a podcast or write a book. It could be simply for them. And I did an episode a few weeks ago about the butterfly effect and the ripple effect that our own healing has on those that we come in contact with, whether it's our other family members or our friends, coworkers, but there's a ripple effect, but it has to start with us. And so there's so many reasons to do this work, even if it's simply to heal a layer of yourself so that when your soul returns to spirit, it can say, 
look what you did. You checked that box of what you wanted to do in this lifetime. But to not do that, and I will say too that a lot of this also I've learned comes from astrology and from how we are wired through our astrology. And my astrology is definitely created to do this work. Someone else's might be simply to to heal themselves so that they can continue to go to work or to for their marriage to stay intact because so many marriages fall apart after a child leaves this life. So whatever it is for each individual is going to be different, but we each do have, and it doesn't have to be child loss. It could be sexual assault. It could be child abuse as a child, whatever it is, your soul wants to heal that so that you can remove that going forward into future incarnations and also heal your lineage in some way. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I love that you... Okay. So there's two things that I want to... That I just want to say in response to everything you said as I'm just like sobbing here. Um, (laughs) Okay. So first of all, I love that you mentioned the butterfly effect because obviously, you know, like the metamorphosis and the metamorphosis method is like the butterfly. And yes, it's about transformation, But the biggest reason why I created the metamorphosis method is for the butterfly effect, because I know that the more people who are able to do this work, the ripple effect that it's going to create, not only in people who are doing the work, but just in the fact that more people are doing the work, it affects everybody, right? It, it raises the frequency of the planet. It has that ripple effect. So like, I love that you said that because that's exactly why I did it. You know, it wasn't because like, okay, I want to certify people in this. It's because I want as many people as possible to have access to this so that it changes the world. So I think it's, it's just so important in, you know, this collective transformation. So there's that piece of it. And then about the astrology. So this is really interesting because and obviously everyone knows I'm a huge, I'm huge into astrology and all of that. However, one of the things that I also see, so with astrology, right, it's based on the time, what was happening when we entered the planet, right? When we were born. Well, I believe that our birth story, our circumstances around our birth is similar in the sense of like, what was actually occurring in the time that you entered the planet, right? What were those energetics? What was happening? And if we can have the awareness around that, not only what was happening like at that moment, but also just the energies that were at play that accumulated into this moment, right? Whether it was like what was happening when you were in the womb, the relationship between your parents, what was happening in the world, right? Looking at what was happening in the world. And for me, like, you know, I had this traumatic thing happen with my parents while I was in the womb and like they weren't making any money, like all of this stuff. It's so important to have the awareness around that because it's similar to astrology in the sense that it creates an imprint. And then you're living as a result of this imprint until you understand what it is and shift it. So I think that's why I find it so important to look at birth story and not skip over that. And I know it's not something that everybody looks at, right? But it's very similar to astrology in that way as it creates this kind of like 
map and way that you perceive the world that you most likely are not aware of. Absolutely. And I believe that our souls chose to be born at the specific time. Yes. Literally the physical time, but also the, like you say, what was going on in the world at that time Uh so that we could be here, whether it's in this lifetime or, you know, our grandparents, our great grandparents, they chose, you know, to be to incarnate at those particular times because their souls wanted to have that the experience of whatever was going to be going on at that time and subsequently through their lives. And so the birth story is such an important component. And I will also say, if I had done this work with the metamorphosis method and the birth story work before my mom, well, 2011 was when I learned the truth about my birth story, I wouldn't have understood. I wouldn't have had the knowledge to be able to heal what needed to be healed because I'd been told, I call it a fairy tale all my life. And the truth was much different. And there was no assault involved, none of that. But I was told one thing and the truth was something completely different that created the shame and the guilt that my mom felt. And so having the knowledge, but even if you don't have the knowledge, you can still heal so much because your subconscious knows Exactly. I was just going to say that. It's in your body. So, and people ask me this all the time like, oh, well, do I have to go back and ask my mom? Or, oh, my mom passed. Like, how do I know? And it's like, you don't need to know. And especially with the tools I've created, you can do the meditation and the breathwork session around your birth and release the energy. And sometimes you may know, sometimes you may not, but you don't need to know. Because the the emotions are there. Exactly. The imprint is there. Right. And so if you know it's great, it's fine. But so often, and this is true with a lot of the work that I do, you know, our left brain, our logical thinking mind wants the answers. We want yes. to have this mental understanding. And going back to what we were talking about earlier about surrendering to being okay with not knowing all of the story because oftentimes we get caught in our story. We make it mean something that it doesn't need to mean. (laughs) And just surrendering to the faith and the knowing that you will heal exactly what your soul is ready to heal in any given moment in time has been so impactful for me and for my clients. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I think one of the reasons why people can be afraid or have trepidation around doing this work is because they think that they're going to need to like force themselves to re-experience everything that happened, or they're going to have to look at things they don't want to look at, or it's going to be this really difficult process. But the truth is exactly what you said, is that we're going to heal what we're ready to heal when we're ready to heal it. And it doesn't have to be about pushing. It's just about setting the intention that you want to create transformation and that you want to do things differently. And then you will be shown exactly what needs to be looked at and what needs to be shifted. And it's really miraculous. Well, and that's especially true because so many people have been adopted, so they won't know their birth stories. And yet this can help them heal a lot of that story too, because we can make, or they've been abandoned by one or both birth parents. And so this can heal on so many levels, even without knowing the facts of certain things, Um, because your body knows, as you said, your body always knows. 
Yeah. And that's what I love about the breath work is that you don't have to know. I mean, obviously there's really, there's important things to be aware of, right? Like the core wounds or some of those things that you're always kind of perceiving the world through that lens until you heal it, right? So those things are really important to be aware of so you can choose out of them. However, there's so much just energetics within the body, feelings of unsafety and different things that you don't have to know you're clearing in order for them to release. And people will just feel different. Like I had someone say to me yesterday after our breathwork and Beyond the Matrix, she was like, something really just shifted. She's like, I don't know what it is. something really shifted. And it's like, yeah, you don't have to always know what it is. And maybe later on, you'll be like, oh, you know what? Now I feel differently about my body or now I feel differently about my business or whatever. But you don't always have to have that cognitive awareness or that your ability to explain it. And to me, that's such a, a big part of healing itself is just being okay with not knowing and trusting that something has shifted, that something has healed. We've been conditioned to want everything tied up in a nice, neat bow, kind of like, and I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but like with a TV show, you want to, you want the conclusion, right? You want everything, you see how the story ends. We have to come to a place of trusting that we don't always need to know. We might know on a subconscious level, but the healing has still occurred. And that to me is, is, has been one of the best gifts of the metamorphosis method and the breath work. Yeah, I love that. So I know we're getting to time here, so I don't want to keep you too much over, but is there anything else that we miss or anything else you want to share just about the shifts that have happened in your life or just what you're doing with clients? And then also what you do do with clients other than the podcast stuff so people can know what that is as well. (laughs) I do what I call karmic soul readings, which is where I use astrology. I also find out the energy your soul is made of and the energy of where your soul originated so that you can begin to live in alignment with who you are at soul level. And that takes so much pressure off of us. And then I bring in the breath work. I bring in other modalities The karmic astrology part of it is so impactful in looking at what we're bringing in from other lives, what our soul, kind of like the path our soul wanted us to follow in this lifetime. That's what an astrology chart is. It's a map that your soul created specifically for for this lifetime. And so it's all about helping women heal from trauma and loss and so that they can live their legacy. Because I don't believe anyone's legacy is to suffer. Somebody said that maybe it's a Buddhist saying, you know, that pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. And Mm -hmm. nothing hurts me more than to see a woman who has experienced deep trauma or loss and has given up on life and is stuck in the suffering. So that is what I do. Like I say, breathwork is a huge component of it because we have to move the stuff out of our bodies. Otherwise, we're just carrying it around always. And our souls, our souls didn't choose to continue to carry it, or we wouldn't be drawn to this work, to these podcasts, to to what's available in in modern society that even 10 years ago wasn't available. You know, with the way technology has changed, has opened up whole new worlds where you can work with someone on the other side of the world. You know, even 10 years ago, you couldn't, you, what, we were using Skype and that was iffy. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so much has changed that opens up the possibility for worldwide healing. But one other thing I will share, 
and I'm deeply passionate about this, is we see so many people protesting and screeching and demonstrating and this marching and and all that. I believe that at the core, they truly believe in what they're doing. However, what you see is a lot of unhealed, wounded people. And I do not believe that we can have any effect on changing anything we believe in unless we are doing our our own healing work. Again, I don't think we're ever completely healed. But if you're not actively working on your own healing, you can go out and screech and scream and do whatever you want to do, but nobody's going to listen to you because it's coming from a place of such wounding. And so if you want to effectuate any kind of change on this planet, everything starts with yourself. It has to. It has to. I completely 100% agree with that. That's something that I, I feel like I've really felt for so long, you know, when I would see people, especially like in the last few years, but even before that, you know, when I was in college and stuff and I was, and I would always be like, I don't think that's the way. (laughs) Because people are going to tune it out because they feel the energy behind it. Exactly. And the energy is like, it's aggressive, it's victim, it's, and it's kind of this, it's the same energy of like the division and the opposition that is actually what we want to shift out of. So, you know, it's kind of that thing, I forget who said it, but it's the problems of the world are not going to be solved in the same level of consciousness that created them, right? So that's why this work is about raising your consciousness and clearing the things that are tying you to those lower levels of consciousness, like fear and suffering and all of that. So Yes, I absolutely agree. And that's like pretty much why I created this. So <laughs> thank you so much for being here. This was amazing. Can you let people know where they can find you? And also we'll link your podcast, but just mention that again, because I know everyone's going to want to listen to that too. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such an honor. And I always love talking to you. Um, brightens yes. up my day. <laughs> my website is my name, lorilatimer.com. I'm on Instagram. I think it's at Lori underscore Latimer. And then, yeah, my podcast, Grief with Grace. And it's my passion. I love it. Again, I never envision. And I also know this is another sign of growth. And I'm sharing this as a learning example for people of things you never thought you could do. I've always recorded my pot. Well, not always, but for the most part, I record them on Zoom. So I have video. I never used the video because I was so afraid of that. You know, you have to grow in levels, just like we heal in layers and levels. You have to grow in and evolve in layers and levels. So I have the podcast. It's on Apple, Spotify, all the podcast apps, but I've also started putting all of the videos on YouTube. So if you prefer to watch, you can go to YouTube and they're not all there, just the most recent, I don't know how many months worth, but I've started putting them on YouTube because again, it's another way that I am growing and evolving. And so I share that as an example of, you don't have to start with the scariest place for you. You start where you're comfortable and you keep working up to it. It's all, I, I teach my clients, it's about baby steps. You cannot go from A to Q. You have to go from A to B, the baby steps. And all of a sudden you look back and think, I don't even recognize who I was even three years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. absolutely. I love that. So thank you for being here. I know everyone's going to love this and yeah, we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being here. 
Don't forget to subscribe to the show, leave a review and share this show with your friends who you know are yearning for this type of content. You can stay connected with me by following me on Instagram at Elise underscore Breeze and by joining my Facebook group, Breeze to Succeed, where I share my weekly energy forecasts. And subscribe to my list where you'll receive a free breathwork session, meditation, and journaling prompts to deeply connect with your intuition at elisebreathes.com. See you next time.